Hello and welcome to the Pop Culture Tourist, exploring where the birds sing a pretty song and there's always music in the air. I'm your host and tour guide, Nathan. This week we're winding up Rena Grow to a small logging town in northeastern Washington state, five miles south of the Canadian border and 12 miles west of the state line. That's pretty far from here, so let's get started. Okay, Diane. 11.43 a.m., December 9th. Entering the town of Snoqualmie. I've never seen so many trees in my life. As W.C. Field would say, I'd rather be here than Philadelphia. 54 degrees on a slightly overcast day. Weatherman said rain. If you could get paid that kind of money for being wrong 60% of the time, it'd be working. I'm on Renig Road, just past 41471 Southeast. Up here on my right is a sign that says, Welcome to Twin Peaks. Population, 51,201. The thing is, Twin Peaks isn't a real place, but it is the setting of the eponymous show by Mark Frost and David Lynch. A murder mystery with strong elements of horror, drama, and surrealism, Twin Peaks broke television conventions with its complex stories and characters. It begins all with the murder of one Laura Palmer, a popular star at the local high school. Because of the regularities of the case, Agent Dale Cooper of the FBI is pulled in to investigate. And that's why we're here in rainy Snoqualmie, Washington, to dig into the real-life town where Twin Peaks was filmed. Now we've got a full day, so I hope you're ready for intrigue and mystery. Our first stop on this twisted tour is the Twin Peaks Sheriff Department, home to Sheriff Harry S. Truman. With the murder as the center of the show, there's obviously a lot of scenes filmed here, from shooting practice to two teenagers barking like dogs in the holding cells to a bird-related murder. If we're lucky, we might even get to get a picture of the Sheriff Department car. Now, we just gotta turn off this road here, and here we are. 7001396th Drive. Behold the Sheriff's Department. Alright, I can sense your disappointment. It's not actually the Snoqualmie Sheriff Department. That's over across town. This is now the Dirtfish Rally School that teaches competitive racing. Since the Sheriff's Department has been turned into the rally office, the tourism to the space is not extensive. In fact, we'll probably just have to stay outside. But if you're interested in learning how to dirt race, I've built in plenty of time. No? Well, you can still take a picture in front of its iconic red double doors. Alright, our next stop is the Packard Sawmill. Oh, there's no need to get back in the car. We're already here. Well, almost. I hope you brought some hiking shoes because we're headed into the woods behind the school. Let me spin you a tail as you walk towards it. The Packard Sawmill is one of the most iconic set pieces in Twin Peaks, since the show starts here as one of the mill directors discovers Laura Palmer's dead body wrapped in plastic and abandoned on the shore below. We'll come back to that in a little bit. The mill is a key player in the politics and schemes of the Twin Peaks residents. One of the local business moguls wants the land that the mill is on, so he sets into motion a plan to burn the mill down and frame the owner for insurance fraud. Meanwhile, one of the co-directors of the mill doctors the book so it looks like the mill is losing more money than it actually is in order to pressure the owner to sell. In fact, the mill serves as the setting for the season one climax, where someone is tied up inside while the mill burns down around them. The sawmill is central to Twin Peaks' story, as many of the characters in the town are employed or related to or connected to the mill in some way. Now, here we are. Okay, welcome to the Packard Sawmill. Where? Oh, there. You see that smokestack? That's the only thing left from the famous sawmill. 
Up until 2003, the Packard Sawmill was an actual sawmill, not called the Packard Sawmill, but run by the Snoqualmie Falls Lumber Company. Tours were even able to go around the mill and explore the different sites used in the series. Unfortunately, after nearly 100 years of operation, the mill was shut down. The property was snatched up seven years later and turned into the rally school it is today. This is still part of the Dirtfish Rally School. And as you can see, there's hardly a breath of Twin Peaks left. But the smokestack's still nice. Picturesque, kind of spooky. And is it just me, or can you still smell the slightest hint of smoke in the air? Hmm. Better get back to the car, or we'll be late for our lunch appointment at the Fall City Roadhouse Restaurant and Inn. I can see that you recognize this place, even with the blue-green paint job. This two-story restaurant is, in fact, Twin Peaks Bang Bang Bar, better known as the Roadhouse. Let's head inside. I've heard they've got Julie Cruz booked to sing tonight. Her music will give you the chills, I promise. I've got a table up near the stage. Now, while we're here, I want to point out a couple things. Of course, behind us is where there was an all-out brawl amongst some hormonal teens and a protective uncle. But in front of us is the stage. Julie Cruz's dreamlike voice was enchanting when she performed here. An odd mixture of comforting and unnerving, calming and trippy, her singing served as the backdrop for many scenes, including a devastating one in season two, which I won't spoil. Suffice it to say, I was both calmed and emotionally distraught. But this stage is for more than just singers. It also serves as a courtroom for murderers and a hideout for fugitives. Again, spoilers, I won't say too much, but you see that bar over there? Well, that's where Jacques Renault used to bartend. Drug smuggler and all-around nasty character. Wouldn't recommend getting involved with him. But look, let's order some food. They've got your typical grill items, steak, $30 mac and cheese, all a bit pricey, but there's also a gift shop with all things Twin Peaks if you're interested. Best of all, though, is its location. I know you didn't see it while we drove in, but it's only three miles from the base of Snoqualmie Falls and the place where we'll spend the night. That would be the Salus Lodge, otherwise known as the Great Northern Hotel. Ah, oh, the Salish Lodge. Isn't it beautiful? This place has it all. Spa amenities, modern cabin aesthetic, hot tubs, and all right on the brink of Snoqualmie Falls, which means a view to die for. And, of course, death has knocked on this lodge a few times, though mostly when it was known as the Great Northern Hotel under the management of the horrible and devious Benjamin Horn. This business mogul has his creepy little fingers in every pie of Twin Peaks, from being a shady businessman to just plain gross. Horn is a major player in the mystery, and thus we spend a lot of time here. It also helps that this is, of course, the hotel Agent Cooper stayed at during his time in Twin Peaks. And it's a lovely place. Clean, reasonably priced, he seemed to enjoy it, and I've heard the food is great, though admittedly, someone is shot in their room at the end of season one. But we'll be fine. Come on in, I'll go up to the front desk and pick up your keys. Oh, you wanna see the falls? Okay, let's head out back. There's an observation deck and everything. Isn't this something? This is the Snoqualmie Falls, named after the Snoqualmie tribe who were a branch of the Coast Salish. Snoqualmie comes from the Salish word for moon, actually, and these falls are home to many stories, myths, and legends. Unfortunately, I don't have the time to go over them all here, but there should be a book in your room if you wanna check out more of these stories. Now, of course, being a waterfall, it's attracted its fair share of daredevils, from Charles Blondin who tied roped across and later went on to tie rope across Niagara, to a man who parachuted into the rock face. Oh, 
What's that? Oh no, that shore down there isn't where Laura Palmer was found either. We'll see that tomorrow at Kiana Lodge. It'll be fantastic. Now, let's turn in. If you dream of a red room where an unnamed man dances jazz music and speaks backwards, try to pay attention. They might be trying to tell you something important. Ah, okay. All right, ready to get the day started? How was breakfast? Any good coffee? Good. Okay, we're gonna head out of Snoqualmie for a bit and over to Ballsville, Washington. It's a two-hour drive, but don't worry, we'll be returning to this area this evening. And I promise the trip's worth it. Our destination on this two-hour car ride is a little place called the Kiana Lodge. But I guarantee you'll recognize something. It's primarily used as a wedding venue now, but we've let them know we're coming so they should be okay with us poking around. And here we are. Two hours really goes by fast when you're traveling via audio. Alright. Now, again, you don't really recognize the exterior. It's a nice little cabiny vibe. But let's take a stroll around the grounds. There, there, you see it? See the waterfront? Well, that leads to the Puget Sound. It's gorgeous this time of year, but let's get a little bit closer. You see that? There we go, the giant log. That is the log, where Laura Palmer's body was found in the 1990 Twin Peaks pilot, all wrapped up in plastic. There is even a plaque commemorating it. Kind of spooky, if you ask me. In fact, this whole place feels a little spooky. The cold wind, the overcast skies. Ugh. Anyway, if you've got some plastic wrap, we can recreate the scene. I can even help wrap you up. No? Fair enough. Let's head out then. I've got one last stop planned, and I've got a feeling it's one you'll like. Alright, welcome to Tweed's Cafe, otherwise known as the Double R Diner. This is the very best Twin Peaks food that North Bend, Washington has to offer. This little family-owned roadside cafe has been here since 1941. It's changed owners and names a few times, but it still kept that classic diner feel, which is what caught David Lynch's eye in the 80s when he transformed it into the Twin Peaks Double R Diner. The diner was transformed once again in 2015 for the revival. The Double R is a quintessential setting for much of the drama in Twin Peaks. It's here we meet Bobby Briggs, drug peddler and Laura's boyfriend. Shelly Johnson, who's married to a drug dealer and murderer, spoiler, Norma Jennings, whose ex-convict husband is the leader of some secret society, and of course, the log lady, who is perpetually carrying a log. Because the double R has become so entrenched in Twin Peaks as a centerpiece, it only makes sense that the real-life counterpart, Tweed's Cafe, would have to grapple with this association. And luckily for us, the real-life double R has chosen to embrace its Lynchian connection. Their menu is filled with Twin Peaks references from their cherry pie to their <laughs> fine coffee. Their marketing material extensively references Twin Peaks, and their about page focuses solely on its connections to this show, and the reasoning why David Lynch selected it for a filming location. The layout of the diner is an exact mirror of the show, and the flashing sign outside hasn't changed from its depiction in the series, despite the style being now out of date. Tweet's Cafe, or the Double R, allows and invites visitors to step into a small slice of Twin Peaks, and I love that. I love that they've embraced their Lynchian, Twin Peaksian connections and gone full in into that identity. By doing so, they bring a little bit of the mystery and the intrigue from the show into our real world. Now what do you say we head in and try some of that cherry pie for ourselves? Trust me, that pie is worth a stop. And that will be our last stop for the year. Thank you for joining me on this journey through the wilds of Washington, Utah, Michigan, and London. We'll be returning in January with a whole new trip itinerary from King's Cross Station to 12 Grimald Place to the Salt Flats. 
If you want to stay connected, check out our Twitter and Instagram at thepopculturetourist or email suggestions for future trips to thepopculturetourist at gmail.com. Thanks for traveling with me and keep curious. Oh, and Diane, one more thing. Twin Peaks has been referenced in a plethora of media, and I don't think I have the time to go through them all. But there are a lot, from the Cinnamon Festival episode of Psych, entitled Dual Spires, which features a lot of the original Twin Peaks cast, to the Club Club in Gravity Falls, to the Twin Beaks episode of Darkwing Duck, to Riverdale, Stranger Things, Bates Motel, and to Scooby-Doo Mystery Inc., where the gang are sucked into the Red Room and things start to get wild. Now, mileage is 79,345, gauges on reserve, I'm riding on fumes. Have to tank up when I get into town. But Diane, one more question. What year is it? <laughs>